Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron of the show. Our patrons are special people who are invested in our message as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. You will receive digital versions of each of our cookbooks and fangirl patrons get special video access to each episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. We can't do it without you. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Homemaker Chic Podcast Season 16 finale. Angela and I are already in a big old whirlwind of just welcome back, Shay, because <laughs> we were recording for 10 minutes and then we realized neither of us was recording. So uh, props to Stuart, the producer of this show <laughs> for constantly and to me for just clicking, 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 <laughs> clicking until I figured it out. Somehow always piecing it together fresh. <laughs> What the heck? For um, being podcasters, we really shouldn't be podcasters. So it's not, it's technology. It's not us. There's no way it's us. <laughs> it's not our fault, ladies. We're just here, not in denim jumpers, in our red lipstick, rescuing the art of homemaking from the daily grind. That was the point of this podcast from episode one. And here we are 16 seasons later, and that's still the point. The point is still what we do in our home matters. And there is a beautiful, wonderful way to do that. That sounds better than the point is we all still need rescuing. That's also the point. <laughs> that's also true. <laughs> Sometimes we're better at the, than others. Sometimes we need more rescuing um, than other times, you know, and... Mm -hmm. Because we've been so intentionally focused on this topic now for three years, I realized just how wavy it is. I mean, you're just kind of constantly going through these fluxes of, oh, yeah, I got this. And, oh, I need help. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got this. Oh, I need help. <laughs> it's just amazing, like, how much you crave um not simplicity, but consistency. Yeah. And that, that's not life. <laughs> Wouldn't like, it be nice though? You know, fallen homemakers, <laughs> fallen human beings yeah. and, and, and just real life. It's, there is no consistency and you're going to have good minutes, bad minutes, good hours, bad hours, good weeks, good quarters, bad quarters. Um, and so, you know, like you said, like the waves, it's, it's really important to just ride the waves, enjoy it because the chaos is coming and then mm -hmm. it'll die down again. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You'll get behind on laundry, then you'll get back. And the point is never just like living in a state of accomplishment because that's, or, or to don't deceive yourself that you're going to live in a state of accomplishment because that's not the, the goal. The goal is just caring for the home and you can't care for something unless it needs caring for, you know? So that implies there's always going to be something to attend to. And mm -hmm. yeah. But those moments of like accomplishment, those are really nice. They're good. So you got to savor those too. Just savor and like, enjoy them. Mm -hmm. yeah. I cleaned my kitchen last Thursday kind of my kitchen cleaning day mm -hmm. and 
last week was just madness. You guys know I really try to guard against too much. I know myself enough to know that I don't function very well when there's so many things. But yeah. last week it was like all these non-negotiables that just bottlenecked mm-hmm. into this crazy week. So I'm cleaning my kitchen and I happen to have a bunch of extra children at the house through a sequence of events. And I have my brother-in-law here who's helping Stu with this little patio thing. And I mopped my floor like an idiot. <laughs> and then I had to like stand guard. Don't come in this way. Don't. The floor's dry. Oh you know, and of course they don't listen. So I'm like going and mopping behind them. And at the end of it all, I felt very divided. I was like, part of me was like, yeah, you're just going to clean your floor and people are going to get it messy. Say mm-hmm. lovey. Mm-hmm. But the other piece of me was like, you should have just like made them popcorn and just done it when the circus was over. I will do that sometimes. Sometimes Joel will like, we'll be having company or something's going to go on and he's, he rallies for me. He, he typically vacuums before a company cause I'm running around doing all the other things. And sometimes he'll say, okay, now we got to wash the floor. Now we got to do whatever. Or sometimes he'll say, now we got to vacuum. And I'm like, just forget it. Mm-hmm. Get the broom out. Let's just make sure there's not chunks Mm-hmm. in the corner no tumbleweeds because it's not worth it it's just going to be nobody's looking at the dang floors if they're not putrid it's not worth it no if there's not junk on the floor like let's just do it after because mm-hmm. the house will be clean and we can clean the floors and enjoy them ourselves mm-hmm. yeah last yeah, night I at 9 30 getting ready for sunday morning i was bleaching my bathroom floor <laughs> that's terrible isn't it yeah but I did my uh my Sunday like tornado sweep through. uh really Sunday late. sweep through yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 I think either you have to go to it with a like we'll just we will do it later right mm-hmm. now there's something else that we're attending to or do it with this like softened heart of like yep yeah, it's just gonna take it back to neutral and then it'll get dirty again yeah. And not try to guard your precious things like I did. Mm-hmm. I was like beating kids out with the broom. No food for you. Get out of here. Right. <laughs> Give me a moment. <laughs> but there is truth to just make a batch of popcorn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I would make have a been batch. a cooler mom. Yeah. You know, I would have been like a cooler house to come to if I just made popcorn and was like, it's going to be disastrous. Mm-hmm. See, this is what happens. This is so silly. I'll clean the kitchen or something and then I'll be feeling really good about myself Mm -hmm. and I'll, then I'll feel really inspired to bake something or make popcorn or do something fun for the kids. And then I'm the one who messes it up. Good feelings gone. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Right. I'm so inspired to make a mess in this now. My girls will do that when I clean the kitchen, then they're like, can I bake something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's nice for, could I not no give me four hours yeah <laughs> just look at clean countertops uh-huh. okay uh-huh. i just say kitchen's closed man the kitchen is closed until lunch mm-hmm. i wish i had a chain if i did i would have a chain that went across the doorway with a little right. sign open sorry closed siesta, siesta. <laughs> I, this morning i spelled out to the kids i'm like okay here's oatmeal i made like brown sugar here's berries Lunch is bean burritos with cheese. Dinner is pot roast. If you want a snack, ask me. 
you may not make your own food today. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a double-edged sword for those of you with young kids. You're like, oh, if they could only. Holy cow. If they, uh, uh, if they could only. Uh, yeah, that is, that is a double-edged sword. Because once they can, they will. Which is a wonderful thing. It's how they mm-hmm. learn. But dang it alive if they don't make a mess. Yeah. And mine learned so early. I mean, at four, Anais was frying her own eggs. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? That means the egg's going to lop over and bake onto the stovetop. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, boy, they make a mess. There is need, homemakers. There is need for you. <laughs> there is need for you. And that's a great thing. I actually thought this recently. I was doing something with the kids. And I can't even remember what it was that Stu was doing. Maybe he was playing the guitar or something, but like I had all of the kids Mm -hmm. and for a split second, I was like, I have all the kids. Like, why are you playing the guitar? There's take some of these things, (laughs) (laughs) take some of these creatures that we created. Uh Um, Oh, we, I know what we were all snuggled in my bed and we were reading Calvin and Hobbes. Um, but it was just Best. funny, you know, it was like I had gone into bed to do something productive and mm-hmm. that was quickly derailed. But then I thought, isn't it great that our kids need a mom? And I fill this role as mom that Stuart can't fill. Mm-hmm. And he does things as dad earlier that day. He had just gone into the shop and spent hours with the boys carving out wood swords. He was using them to use some of his like wood, fancy wood tools, you know, the big stuff. And he had made them these wooden swords and was teaching them fencing because he used to do that. Anyway, I just thought, no, this is great. And this, I I think the same thing is true for the homemaker. Like Stu's not the homemaker, Mm -hmm. you know, Stu doesn't put out bouquets of fresh flowers and turn on the mute music and plan the the pot roast for dinner. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Like that's my role. And isn't it great to be needed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's I mean, tough, I just like, but it is tough this morning. Just I was up before everyone and set out my six bowls. And I even posted it on Instagram, like just a little story, because I saw the six bowls and I thought I got like just really overwhelmed with the blessing that I had six kids in the house and mm-hmm. they needed me to make breakfast for them. Not needed, but mm-hmm. Some of them did. Mm-hmm. And I just like I got choked up. The kitchen was clean. I knew the impending storm was coming the minute they right. all started trickling through. Mm-hmm. They're my people. I get yeah. to be their mom, you know? Yeah. yeah. I got a little yeah. clumped. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the same is true for your home. You know, we always say on this podcast, you don't have to have six kids to be a homemaker. Right. Um, you practice the heart of homemaking wherever it is that you find yourself. You know, I do this when I'm like in a hotel, I'm like opening the windows and pushing the drapes drapes aside and like putting stuff away so that it looks nice. Like Mm -hmm. we all have this, the sort of little way of creating our homely comfort wherever we are. Right. Right. You know, and that's kind of the point. (laughs) That's kind of the point. We really, okay, Um, there's that really great quote in Rembrandt is in the wind. If you haven't read it yet, people are reading it. Please listen to it. So they, one of the last chapters was about that budding artist 
Beatrix Potter-esque. I'm totally blanking on her name. But she talks about really casually observing the bumblebee and how it goes flower to flower to flower to flower, but how she doesn't see it as such. She sees it as the bumblebee going around and really unintentionally life, life, Mm. life, 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 because obviously the bumblebee is pollinating every flower that it goes to, it pollinates. And so it's creating life, life, life. And I, I love that analogy of the homemaker. Okay. Because that's so reflective of what we're doing. Yes. We're just, we're just doing the work, right? We're mopping the floor, scrubbing the toilet, Mm -hmm. putting the meal out, taking a meal to a friend, you know, dealing with bad attitude, all the things, but that's life. That's what we're doing. And that's a beautiful way to spend it in service to others, cultivating beauty and comfort. That's a great, that's a great life. Right. What is her name? Um, I just pulled up the chapters, but is it last chapter? No, it's okay. I'll, I'll think of it. But not Beatrix, someone else. Yeah. Okay. You know, the woman who decides to be a missionary instead of pursue her art, they do a, okay, homemakers. This is not a spoiler. It's the whole premise of this chapter. One of the last chapters is about this woman who shows incredible artistic potential. The top artist of the time wants to mentor her, but he tells her this is going to be intense, but you have the potential to basically be the next me. And she instead decides to go be a missionary in a foreign country um, because her love and devotion to the Lord. And Mm -hmm. so it was talking about her living with unrealized potential in her vocation, knowing she could have been the best And instead, laying down her service, really her life for others. And it was such a wonderful reflection for homemakers, because I know there are a lot of homemakers out there at home thinking, oh, my gosh, I got my college degree. And now here, what am I doing? Or I have this really particular skill set and I'm changing diapers. I mean, on my bad days, I remember having a conversation with Stuart and being like, I can do more than count to five. Like my brain said that felt so. (laughs) I've said that in, in angry moments. Like I, I was, I have more potential than just cleaning up after you people. (laughs) (laughs) I can offer more to the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and that chapter is about how she made peace with that and how there were pieces of it in those bad moments for her whole life that still sort of stung. Yeah. Because it is. It's like it's like this gift and you have this beautiful packaged gift and you just say, I'm not going to open that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open this one instead. You know, and that can be a harsh thing, but it can also be a really, really beautiful and satisfying thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I say, mm-hmm. I'm just agreeing with myself. Mm-hmm. You tell it, Shay. You go. Yeah, <laughs> um, huge shout out to season 16 sponsor, <laughs> Toops. 
and co emily we love your company thank you for I'm, what you offer the world <laughs> emily's gonna have a baby like, emily is due with her yesterday fifth baby <laughs> yeah her so. fifth um another little girl i believe which is so exciting um, and you can support Emily's small family run business, um, not out of charity, but because she offers incredible products. Gosh, yeah. So visit toopsandco.com, use the coupon code Homemaker10. And I love how you do that. You're like, <laughs> you look at me like, there's a lot floating around in here. I can't remember it all. Right? <laughs> you always go, homemaker. homemaker um, I got this. <laughs> it is homemaker 10 for 10% off any purchase. So I've been telling you, ladies, like, this is my trick, especially for summer. And you can see if you're watching on Patreon, see, I'm a little like glowy. That's not. Grease, that's glow, baby. <laughs> that is the glow serum mixed with my foundation and it makes it like light and lovely. Then you stay hydrated for when you're out in the sun and it just gives it this like this dewy sun kissed. I'm just like crazy about it. So mm -hmm. try your glow serum with your foundation. Hmm. I don't do that. I do the primer, the really yummy primer that we talked about a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago that has this the rice starch in it. Yeah and aloe vera and all those beautiful things. The point is they're super, super clean products. Great for your skin. No chemicals, no fragrances, no nothing. No nothing. Just no like nothing. super beautiful, pronounceable ingredients Hello. that nourish your skin. So get the tallow balm for your elbows and your knees, your gardening knees. The body oils are fantastic. All kinds of wonderful stuff to shop over there. So tubesandco.com coupon code homemaker 10. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Thanks for sponsoring this season. They are the official sponsor of season 16. And we'd like to say thank you to American Blossom Linens for advertising with us for another season. We started to record and Shay's like, you got to turn off your dryer. Uh -huh, I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I have my sheets drying, then I'm going to press them. It is Monday. I get clean to start the week day. with beautiful, clean sheets from American Blossom Linens. Woven to last a lifetime, made right here in America. Okay. So if that's something that's important to you, it's important to us too. AmericanBlossomLinens.com, coupon code HomemakerChic20 for 20% off. And as usual, you can find all these coupon codes very simply by following the Homemaker Chic Instagram page. But it's Clean Sheets Day. I'm thrilled. Thank you to Janet and American Blossom Linens because they've been with us since day one. We love them. So towels, mm -hmm. blankets, beach, beach towels. They have like these big beach sheets. They're fabulous. Mm -hmm. Stock up for the summer, friends. 20% mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a sign of the times, but the older I get, the more pleasure I find in linens. In oh, like yeah. clean, nice towels, mm -hmm. you know, and I keep a little basket of like washcloths and hand towels in my hall closet. Like, it's silly, but it brings me so much pleasure. <laughs> Do your okay. So I keep a basket in the bathrooms and I love folding them. I'm I am particular. I like all the edges to match. You know. Mm -hmm. Um sure. I I gotta stop doing that though, because my kids, if they see like a brand new stack of washcloths, they'll use them all in one day. Mm. 
I'm like, can we just pace ourselves? What are we doing with these washcloths? Like, <laughs> I use the same one for a day or two, mm-hmm. maybe three, mm-hmm. you know, rinse it out with really hot water after I take my makeup off, lay it to dry, not in a wad mm-hmm. on the countertop. It's it's like a moth to the flame. My children with clean linens, they're like, they just go through them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know what that I is. I don't know if there's like some sort of stat on like a family my size, how many of each you should have to keep up with it. I don't know if I need 20 washcloths. I don't know, but it's just, mm. I, put, I put eight or nine or whatever out and they're just, they just go through them. They love it. So remember when I was having my laundry moment a couple of years ago? Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, my washing machine was draining into my basement, but beyond that, it was just sort of insurmountable. I couldn't quite get a handle on it. Mm-hmm. And I watched this like silly YouTube video from this mom who had a huge family. I think she had like 12 kids or something. That's a lot of kids. And so her husband was this crazy kind of engineer. And so she came to him and she said, look, laundry is out of control. And so he used his engineer brain to come up with a system Like, where is it bottlenecking? What's not working? It's been a long time since we talked about this. So I'm going to expand it just a little. So it was bottlenecking where you'd wash the laundry, dump it out, and then you'd have to sort. Okay, washcloth, boys' clothes, girls' clothes, da 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 Mm -hmm. That was like a sticking point. Um, And so the system that he comes up with for her is that everyone gets a laundry basket that is Mm -hmm. colored to them. So I have a gray one, a blue one, a pink one, and a green one for my kids. And they're these like just collapsible, big bagged ones that I got at a store. Mm -hmm. So everyone has their own laundry basket. So we don't have like universal laundry baskets in bathrooms or anywhere. That's just a recipe for chaos in my house. Right, exactly. (laughs) No way. So then everyone gets their, I mean, I say everyone gets their laundry day, but really what that means is like they wash their laundry. Okay, Juliet, now it's your Mm -hmm. turn. You wash your laundry. Okay, Georgia, now you're next. And sometimes that means like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Sometimes it means, okay, we're going to knock it all out today, just Mm -hmm. depending on things. Okay. But then what happens is that, by the way, I don't separate my kids' clothes because they're kids' clothes. And it's like white and dark. I don't really do that for the kids. Heck no. So everything goes in. And if I'm good and I stay up on their laundry every week, which I am now, it's one load, maybe two, maybe. But usually it's like a week of clothes is about one load of laundry in my washing machine. Mm -hmm. So it all goes in together. It all gets washed. The kid moves it to the dryer and then there's no sorting. The whole thing gets pulled out right back into the laundry hamper. And mind you, when the clothes are in the washing machine, the color coded (laughs) basket goes on top of the washing machine so they can look at it and say, "Okay, Juliet's clothes are in there. And when the clothes get moved to the dryer, the bag gets moved onto the dryer. So, you know where they are. Okay, that's a good idea, because that is a bottleneck in our house where somebody's stuff will be in there and the next person comes along and doesn't know whose it is, what to do mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have, we have um, people in our house that cut in line. Ah. So they take the stuff out of the washing machine, throw it on, throw the, it floor, on the floor. Yeah. And put their stuff in. Sure. And then that evening there is a 
pretty palpable amount of rage in the house between mm-hmm. siblings and people that needed a garment for a particular event or what have you. If they don't know it's my stuff, I have a drying rack. I don't dry a lot of my stuff because I want to keep it not shrinking or keep it nice. And they'll put my stuff in the dryer and then there's rage on my part. Cause I'm like, you just ruined my blouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's helpful to know whose stuff is in the dryer because sometimes the person in the washer can't move to the dryer unless the dryer stuff moves out. Mm-hmm. So this is like genuinely a system to negate some of that. Every kid now at our stage puts their clothes away. I don't fold kid clothes. They have drawers, they have hangers, they know what to do. That mm-hmm. was a process, but we got there. Um, what was what were we talking about? I don't know. There was something else about that laundry. Why have, why did we start talking about that? You did. Sheets. Shoot. I started that whole story with a dang. point. I'll be danged. I hate that. I hate that. It makes me feel so old. Your brain is just like overpowered shuts I mean, down like a computer I mean, says to me the other day she goes at what point is it concerning when i just can't remember something oh yeah i said amelie that's just the human experience <laughs> <laughs> i'll walk down to my root cellar and just stand there and be like you're not going up until oh, you I remember talk to myself you remember why you were in here i talk to myself i chew myself out in the cooler there is a reason you came out here you're not leaving this room until you think of it think i just get so mad but what's weird is your your brain can also sense there's another thing okay so like i'm taking the cheese down to the cold room and also and then my brain's like but there is something there's something but it's like this giant question mark like a comic strip yeah huh i know there's another presence of something (laughs) what is it (laughs) i hate it so much i hate that I'm I'm not I'm not gonna be able to focus until I figure out the whole stupid laundry thing. There was like I started at the beginning because I thought it would be helpful. What were we talking about? I don't know. Washcloths. Washcloths. There we go. Okay. That was a long rabbit trail to tell you that this video also recommended getting each child a colored towel and washcloth i've thought about getting like them their own bathrobe or something like it's ridiculous and while you were talking i was thinking you know what Ange? don't be dumb just get them their own dang washcloths yeah so like you're this color of blue and so if you don't have a towel or if it's down on the bathroom floor i know whose it is Mm -hmm. and you gotta use your towel and so everyone has a different color it bothers me in the sense that i like my towels matching Mm-hmm. But come on, yeah. we're just we got to be realistic here. Let's not be precious about it. Um, but it's been like really helpful. Everyone gets their washcloth. Everyone gets their towel and that gets washed with their clothes every day. So I don't have to do these huge loads of towels because I don't remember which one was mine. And I don't want to touch a towel that he might have used. <laughs> oh, you my know. gosh. Do you have kids <laughs> like that? Come on. Yeah, I have kids that are so repulsed by their siblings. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you just breathed on that open jar of peanut butter. We're all going to get Ebola. I'm like, can you just calm down? We're all breathing. We're all farting. We're all sneezing. It's all happening. Some do it more discreetly than others. 
nobody's <laughs> honestly it's exhausting it's being a human okay so on that note i got in bed last night curled up next to Stu, and i noticed he smelled really nice he just kind of had this like man smell okay and i thought can you imagine getting into bed with a man like 400 years ago what they would have smelt like can you imagine how bad they would have smelt you know like took a you shower know, outlander twice a when year. she writes about it she's like his male musky smell after a day's work i'm like no you're just romanticizing <laughs> stench that's it would have been a severe stench between the whiskey and the smoking and the fires and the outdoors the and animal. no deodorant. Yeah, the animal the barn smell, barn smell. I mean, like, just permeates your clothing. Oh, there's that's funny. those are those are like good smells in a way, but like the rotting teeth. Ew, you know, the stinky. I call them pits and cracks. When I my kids get in the shower, I'm like pits and cracks. It means like. Yeah. Get in there and get it out. It Whatever's in there, cracks. get it out. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> Soak the pits and pits cracks. And cracks. <laughs> Rotting teeth. Ew. No, Halitosis, I'm baby. Yeah. Ew. It's so much That's worse so when people gross. are like, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're Have clean. you smelled people lately? They smell right. pretty good. We have modern yeah. dentistry. We have deodorants. We have all kinds of beautiful things now. We have fingernail clippers. We have fingernail clippers. Right. Imagine that. Imagine People an with just toenail, huge toenails. Gross. What are you going to do with them, Angela? I hate toenails. Imagine that. All the <laughs> disciples just walk and clap. <laughs> it is really true. I mean, it like, is true. It, it, like, if you really think about it, you understand the fate washing. <laughs> Yeah, I have this problem when I read scripture, especially where I like try to go so far into the everyday. I like lose the bird's eye perspective. I'm like, okay, the Israelites wandering in the desert for years. How did they have periods? Oh, I think about that. I think about like the like, did they go to like the outskirts to poop where they're just piles of poop? Or are we digging holes in the sand? I, I do. What, and what are we using for toilet paper for in the desert? And like sometimes things get were there ponds? Could they rinse off in a pond or what? Like how deserty are we talking here? I do. You know, think that, I think the same things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just periods. How about that? Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I do think it's not so bad ladies. I just wonder like, you know, we're like, so dis we're kind of, we're, I think we still have a lot of, um, remnants, a lot of, uh, I don't know how to articulate this leftovers from, from the Victorian era. Mm -hmm. I think like before that were people just more pragmatic, like, yeah, bleeding. Yeah pooping like <laughs> like you know what i mean and then that sure. became more hush hush during the victorian like discreet discretion because surely you couldn't have just hidden all those natural things from from sex in a yeah. tent with all your kids because everything yeah. next to you you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean i mean uh -huh. like, i i think surely in t before the victorian era we were just like way more pragmatic and like yeah we're we're creatures. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. There's a lot of liquids and things yeah. happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I feel like that's when it got like more buttoned up or maybe, you know, yeah, maybe pre Victorian, but yeah, I don't know. I, I watched the show that. Vikings. I do think about that. Did stuff. you watch the show Vikings? Heck yeah. Okay. I loved that show. Ragnar, I loved I that show. I, but they go like, to battle and I'm like, mind you, like, yeah, I go to the bathroom. I'll wash my hands. I go to the garden. I wash my hands. I like something sticky gets on me and I, I like wash my hands and they're just like chopping people into pieces, all these Vikings. And then they just go back to the tent. Can you imagine what well, that tent would have been like yeah the vomit you, the poop, do you remember the like the makeup job they they looked dirty they looked disgusting they, you know how yeah. like when you when you see your kids and you're like oh you're mm-hmm. like you actually, actually have layers dirty. of dirt on you <laughs> like your skin is they uh-huh. did such a good job with the makeup on that show because they looked yeah like their faces hadn't been scrubbed not just the battle but like just like they looked dirty but beyond that like that's the hollywood version of it but the reality of like is they would have like chafing and open sores oh and yeah. like do you know what i mean like when you stay you die of like a cut because yeah or I mean, bed bugs or like right. right lice oh yeah for sure i All mean those th- things they would have been we there was like a new level of gross <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, we just take for granted and we just think the world's gone mad. And you're like, it's pretty good. Neosporin? Pretty right? cool. Peroxide? General anesthetic? And pretty amazing. Right? <laughs> Happy yeah. delivery. I'm oh, waiting for one of those. What? Well, any minute now, she said we're out of milk. Come on, Fern. For now, you guys, if I poked fern's udder with a needle <laughs> would just go like uh-huh. it's you know you it's like anything any pregnant woman you get to the end you're like right no way this can get any bigger there's, yep you are there's right no way i can always tell when cc's close which by the way we had our calf we told you i told them last monday it's gonna happen Oh, I thought and you I had it last Monday. No, nope, we, we recorded in the, the morning and okay. I was saying the ligaments went totally oh, soft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And like I felt him and I'm like, here we go. Unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, um, my daughter had, I say my daughter, like I'm talking to the audience, not you, because I already told you this story. Okay. She had um, a voice. She takes voice lessons. So she had you a concert. You told me how it went. It went great. She was very, it was a great opportunity for her to learn how to perform, to sing, to yeah. perform, you know, and Stu and Good I deal. were giving her these tips before, like, okay. And then we're in the car, like, okay, go ahead and warm up. And she's just one of those kids where she's going to learn her, her way. I'm like, okay, fine. Get up there and do whatever you want <laughs> because I'm done offering suggestions. Carry no on. Trill- no trilling in the backseat on the way. No. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> we come home. And I, I see Cece's head down and I was like, speed up, speed up, speed up. Mm Because I could tell she was licking a calf on. And like, I mean, we missed it by 10 seconds. I was so bummed, so bummed. But they tend to do that. They tend to do it when you're not watching. Mm -hmm. And I can always tell when she's super close because when she lays down, her teeth will stick straight out. (laughs) 
You know, yeah. they'll just shh, that utter. It's just like a, that's it is, how, it's like a that's planet. That's how Fern looks while she's walking now. They're yeah. Like, they're just like. Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we are going to start milking on Thursday. Yay. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. I so, usually give like 10 days uh, for okay. colostrum. Do you milk it all during like to help? No. Okay. Last because I kind of wanted to self-regulate. Yeah, but. We had a little problem yeah. last time because the calf wasn't keeping up. Yeah. Um, so we were told the due date was the ninth. Um, so she typically goes uh, late if she's having a heifer and early if she's having a bull calf. Okay. So it's the 12th. And That'd her be ligaments good. are gone. I mean, the tail, you know, you can like, it's just, they're just yeah. gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her udder is ginormous, and she's so sweet, though. She was a little pissy the other night, like, knocking her head around. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm going to step away from you, sister woman. But mm-hmm. other than that, like, our, she's just so affectionate. It's adorable. She's That's so, so sweet. sweet. Cece was kind of, she was a little depressed after she had her calf, like, she didn't want to look at me and she was kind of hanging her head. And I oh. spend a lot of time with them afterwards. Mm-hmm. Cause I just, I want to see, I want pooping. I want peeing. All I want things. burping. Yeah. I want yeah. laying down. I want getting up. I want yeah. the calf on this nipple. I want the calf on this. Nipple. Like I want right. to, I just right. got to be there. I'm in that. Make sure everything's going as it should. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I noticed she was really bloated and I'm not sure if just when he came out, you know, Things get jarred, things get moved yeah. around. And she she got really bloated. Our vet here is terrible. And mm. so I really didn't want to call him. And so I noticed it. I kind of massaged her a bit a few times just to kind of see if I could work it through. That yeah. didn't really yeah. work. And it's really obvious when a cow is bloated because it is. it's on the left side. Yeah. If you're looking obvious. at her tail, fern is prone it's to on that. Her left like side. in yeah. with a weather change, like she yeah. We've had that happen a few times. Yeah. Gosh. So I ended up putting raw apple cider vinegar in her water. And then I made a little tub for her of molasses and a big pile of baking soda. Mm-hmm. And then I dumped a bottle of digestin on her belly. And okay. I've done this before. Cilantro oil, essential oil works really well, but digestin mm-hmm. is meant to help you basically fart. Fart. Yeah. And so I just dumped it on. I massaged it in, came back out an hour and a half later, and I could tell it was going down, came to mm-hmm. came back three hours later, and it was gone. She licked up the molasses. She ate the pile of baking soda. I watched her drink the water, and then the oil was just enough for her to pass it through. And I felt really proud afterwards. Like back in the day, you might not have even noticed. Like mm-hmm. if you don't stare at your cow, you don't know when something's amiss. Yeah. It's kind of like your kids. If you don't actually spend time with them, like real intimate time with them, you don't really know when something's off. Yeah. It can be subtle. And it makes you feel bad. You're like, oh my gosh, I missed it. Like yeah. with your kids, you oh, know, yeah. Like, you were actually coming down with something. Dang. Yeah. 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 Yep. yep. It's true. My, I had a instance like that yesterday where Owen, we had this just wonderful Sabbath meal when we came home from church. Mm. I just was in, I needed red meat. So we grilled steaks and made a potato salad. And so we had this wonderful lunch and then we all took naps out in the sunshine. 
Well, Owen fell asleep for like three hours. He was just catching up after a big week. Mm -hmm. So he comes in and you know, when you wake up from a nap like that and you're like, what year is it? Like, oh my gosh, what is happening? So he came in like that and I had to correct him a few times, interactions with siblings and all Mm -hmm. that. So finally he comes down to me and he just says, mom, my emotions are all over the place. <laughs> like he just couldn't quite. How old is he? Get a handle. He's 10. Okay. And I said, okay, go get a glass of raw milk. Because mm-hmm. I just find like it has fat, it has calories, it has a little bit of like a natural sugar. It's like mm-hmm. the perfect food for stable. If you've had, oh, yeah. if they've had too much sugar, you know, if too many carbs and they just need, it's just the perfect neutralizing food. Uh-huh. So I said, go get a big glass of milk, come sit down here and read Calvin and Hobbes. And that's what he did. And it was like that, that recognition, right? Like mm-hmm. I see what's going on. Well, at least he knew it. Oh yeah. That's what I told I, him. I was like, good job. Okay. That's just <laughs> so funny. That's why I asked how old he is because the other night, uh, Joel's been out of town. And so I usually just have like one free for all night where I'm like, I'm going to bed. You guys can watch movies. I don't care how late you stay up. Mm-hmm. Have fun. So I did that. The next morning, I was regretting my decision. The venom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Juju came around the corner. He had like tears in his eyes. And he's like, Juliet's being such a jerk. And I said, how are you doing, buddy? He's like, I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. I'm emotional because I'm tired. I said, Juju, I'm so proud of you. Like, And we talked a little bit more for like identifying like things aren't really as bad. Mm-hmm. It's that I'm tired. Like mm-hmm. that's really good. Now, mm-hmm. now you like know know Way thyself. You know oh, that yeah. you stayed up too late, and now you're paying for it the next day. I was. It was the same thing. I was really proud. Proud yeah. of him. I had what? a moment like this last week where I was like, "This person, this is the problem, and this is the problem. Why is this person being like this?" And, and finally, I was like, oh, I'm the "It's problem. me." <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much we sing that song in our house because it's so true. When somebody's being nasty, people just start singing it. <laughs> the problem was me. It was coming from inside. The call was coming, call from, inside was coming from inside the house. Yeah, inside the house. Do you have a um, a favorite Calvin and Hobbes strip? I mean, do they make you laugh like they make your kids laugh? No, Calvin and Hobbes makes me cry. Oh, it's so, yeah. Okay. Well, it's this perfect, um, I wouldn't, I was going to say like encapsulation, but it's just this really wonderful look at like the innocence of childhood and imagination and playtime. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like I read one last night about when Calvin comes home from school and Hobbes always tries to tackle Calvin Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. If you guys are unfamiliar with what we're talking about, this is like a comic strip from the 80s and 90s, Bill Watterson. I cannot recommend it enough. Whether you're an adult, a child, it doesn't matter. It's three of my kids to read. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And read all caps, read in all caps. We, when we were growing up, we would rip open the Sunday paper. Like Mm -hmm. it was before the books were even coming out. And we Mm -hmm. just lived for Sundays when my parents would get the paper and we'd just cry. Yeah. Yeah. 
laughing, yeah. cry laughing. And um, then when oh, you're an adult, you're so funny. Yeah. But like, so Calvin comes home from school and Hobbs, like he's always stalking him, you know, like a tiger. Mm. And eventually he tackles him and it was just like, oh, it's, you know, it's hard to have a tiger as a friend, but it's great to be loved kind of a thing. Mm. And I was just mm. like, <laughs> too much. Thanks, honey. That's, uh, Junior Ooh. is Calvin. I mean, Junior is he's junior is calvin and donald duck <laughs> that it, it, and he was like kind of formative like raised on those two so you can yeah. see the influence and you can see like just his genuine little boy personality sometimes he does some stuff and we're like oh my gosh that's so calvin yeah yeah i'll tell you okay i'm gonna read something to you I know you love when I do this spontaneously and don't give you any time to prepare. (sighs) I hate it. You love it. Mm -mm. Okay. This is somebody that I follow on Instagram and she's okay. She's fine heart shepherdess on Instagram. She's this man, tough shepherdess who raises sheep and tans the hide and makes jewelry out of the bones and eats the meat and i mean she is a badass okay okay now she said this is long a little bit so bear with me but i think it's it's kind of a neat approach as we think about existing in the world okay okay y'all ready Mm -hmm. quote is it hard to kill them unquote I sigh. I get asked this so often. Again, three times in the last week and a half. And I'm not frustrated with the people asking. I'm frustrated by our current times in relation to how we approach our survival. I'm frustrated that those questions don't get answered by necessity. I'm frustrated that everything is mental gymnastics and logic and intellect. We go outside and put our feet in the grass because we heard about it on a podcast and now we need our 15 minutes of grounding. We jump in cold mountain lakes because we saw a post about the benefits of cryotherapy. We eat meat because we read an article about how livestock is actually helping carbon sequestration and collagen is good for our joints. I want something to be the vultures and the hawks. I want sometimes to be the vultures and the hawks that ride the thermal air currents and the butterflies that know how to migrate at just the right time and the bears that know and how and when the salmon are spawning. I want to be busier living and not thinking so much about all the options and justifications. So my answer to that question today is no, it's not hard to kill an animal for food when I am busy living in a way that feels instinctual. It's only hard when I am concerned that my need to make a sound argument to justify my choices to help convince others that what I'm doing is what they need to be doing too. It's exhausting. And I'm not so interested in anymore being an evangelist for my particular flavor of life. The need Dang. to sway everyone's <laughs> minds feels like a distraction from being curious instead. And here's the word I have just about beat into oblivion with overuse gratitude. It's not hard to kill an animal when I am feeling deeply grateful. Okay. Now, obviously she's talking about, killing an animal and eating me mm-hmm. what i love i but i'm so sorry there. for my morning brain but there was a tie into what you were talking about with junior and i'm sorry that i don't remember it because now okay. it just made me feel like i totally pulled from that conversation to start another but it, maybe i'll think of it 
but you don't even remember. I'm the, sorry. The I don't even remember the segue, you know, <laughs> unapologetically, there's no segue. I do that, but I actually, most of the time I'm sitting here with a little piece of paper and a pencil. So if you say something and I want to circle back around, I just make a scribble because it is hard when we're trying to have a fluid conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In real time. But there was something to that, but I can't find her account. So refreshing. Okay. Okay. Just so refreshing this idea that for one, living in a posture of gratitude, which I think we have also beat into oblivion on this podcast, just mm-hmm. gratitude, gratitude, gratitude over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I think about all the people listening to this podcast, the different lives that they live, the different jobs they have, their flavors, right? Whether it's yeah. like the actual food flavors or the music or the shows their kids watch or like this or this or this. If we could get to a place where we're just like, yeah, these are my decisions. And we're actually curious people, thoughtful people, people that are trying to grow in wisdom and discernment and be positive citizens of the earth, you know, just all these general principles that we're following. We have freedom, right? Like you homemakers, you have freedom and you don't have to justify that to anybody. And isn't that bloody liberating? Yeah. I mean, we share our opinions and we talk about this and that. And the reality is I am a product of people sharing their opinions. And Mm -hmm. I'm constantly pulling from people around me, things I've read, things I've seen. Um, But I think what she's trying to get at is this like living instinctually like go jump in an alpine lake because it's a beautiful lake and it's this incredible opportunity and you're hot from the hike up. And like, mm-hmm. there's that piece of you. It's like, yeah, just go jump in the lake. Not because you're practicing cryotherapy. Mm-hmm. Go put your feet in the earth because it calms your heart. It brings you pleasure and joy. Not because you need to get your 15 minutes of grounding. Right. And, and I would second that by, or, or add to that. And by saying, and, and you don't have to share it. (laughs) I mean, you actually can just do the things and not have to um, be another voice for those things. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I, there are, I I have felt people's frustration with me being on social media. They they want to know how I do some of the things I do or why I do some of the things or I do. Or why you and, don't do certain or things. Or why I don't do Why it. don't you show this or this? That's not my, I don't want to share that. There are plenty of people out there sharing. Like, I, I feel like a lot of our um, experience and our pleasure in just living day-to-day life has been like sabotaged by this need to share and thus justify or instruct. Yeah, absolutely. I do cold therapy. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You want to go ahead and Google it. I'm not your girl. (laughs) It ain't me, babe. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking, I I just feel like there's this like so much, like you just, people do something and they're excited and, but like maybe just live. You, You don't, you don't have to, share and instruct 
And not everybody's compelled to do that, but I do feel like a lot of people feel a pressure to do that when living instinctually, like what you're saying, is so much more beautiful and enjoyable. Here's a new word, Anamoya, which means the nostalgia for a time you've never lived in. Visit Anamoya Jewels on Instagram or at anamoyajewels.com for vintage and estate jewelry from the Victorian era, the Art Nouveau movement, and more. And use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC at checkout for 10% off. It's spring, so why not treat yourself to a beautiful piece of estate jewelry? New items are added daily over on Instagram, so you are sure to find something you love. Maybe even the perfect piece for this upcoming Mother's Day. Anamoya Jewels and their beautiful estate pieces are new to the Homemaker Chic podcast sponsor family, so visit them on Insta, make them feel welcome. Installment payments are available and 10% off any treasure you find with the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC at checkout. Visit Anamoya Jewels, that's A-N-E-M-O-I-A. If you'd like to get premium organic cotton heirloom quality sheets at 20% off, we want to encourage you to visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com forward slash HomemakerChic20. Homemaker Chic listeners know that the linens Angela and I both use in our homes are American Blossom Linens, and we invite you to do the same. This is a wonderful and simple way to set the mood of a clean, thoughtful, intentionally put together home and bedroom. These dye-free sheets and linens are a beautiful way to dress your bed in something sustainable, high quality, and really beautiful. Yes, American Blossom Linens is a small business. They're American grown and made. And yes, they're made with organic cotton and sewn with a smooth, soft weave and made to last. Whether you're looking for crisp linen sheets that fit snugly around the corners of your mattress or plush and soft towels for your bathroom, blankets, or even duvet covers, you can shop all of American Blossom Linen's available products at AmericanBlossomLinens.com forward slash HomemakerChic20. Hello, lovely homemakers. Are you ready to style your home like a pro? Then it's time to join the Old World Design Society. You can do that by visiting oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com for your spring home design inspiration. Join my Old World Design Society now for as little as $5 a month. You will have access to one design class a month, a private online forum full of professional designers and amateur home stylists just like yourself. You can learn from them, become friends with them, and you can choose to include a print or digital magazine with your society membership and watch your stylist skills grow. Become a member today by visiting oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com or simply head over to the Homemaker Chic Instagram page and hit that red circle that says design. It's time to learn how to elevate your space and improve your knowledge of antiques and history and style your home like a pro. Visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. The Spring Magazine is shipping now, and it's gorgeous, and classes are ready for you to join us. Hey friends, Shay here. If you've been needing a bit more encouragement and inspiration when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliotthomestead.com to get started. For the past four and a half years, I've encouraged women in the kitchens with whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. As a cooking community member, you'll get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional cooking video to go along with each recipe so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors on your own table. Together, 
We'll cook dishes like burrata salad with prosciutto and lemon, baguettes, rigatoni with potato and peas, ricotta donuts with homemade lemon curd, green vegetable minestrone, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now, choose the membership package that fits your needs best, and let's get cooking. Yeah, there's share. just a common sense aspect yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. There's a common sense aspect to it. We've And that's where I feel like we've gotten really off guard. Like, common sense is, is it fun to kill an animal? No. And like, I say this to somebody who has put her hand to this in a very real way on our mm-hmm. own farm where we mm-hmm. butcher our meat. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. But when you're just like, yeah, but we're hungry. We're going to eat. We're going to eat it. We birthed it. We raised it. And now we're going to eat it. And you don't have to do that. If you don't, if that's unpleasant for you or you can't get to that point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I don't care. What does this have to do with Junior? I don't I know. To and Donald Duck. I'm sorry. Dang. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sorry I don't remember the segue because it makes me feel Rats. silly. I just think it's I think it's um encouragement. I really do feel like it's encouragement for the homemaker. Yeah. We've said this ad nauseum. There's no the right notes. or wrong way to do it. There's right. general principles of wisdom and decency and comfort, obviously. <laughs> Right. And then what did you just say? You said everyone, everyone listening, each one listening has their own flavor. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has their, this is the style of house I live in. This is my, the style of clothing. Look at, remember when we had Lisa Boone on and like, I was laughing because she couldn't give a rat's butt about fashion. Mm. Yeah. You know, she was like, I have five dresses or whatever it was. And she's like, do you remember my face? I was like, uh, you know, but like everybody's got their own. Their own thing. And yes, we can like pull and learn from each other, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, See, send me that quote so I can put it in the show notes because it's good. There's the interior of it I really liked in particular. So, yeah. Um, This is tricky for me doing what I do for work because part of what I do is instruct, you know, like all the work that we do in our cooking community, all the work that we do in our workshops, it's instruction on how Mm -hmm. to do something. And so I think sometimes when I can go to the blog and I'm just right, or I'm writing for the newsletters, I'm like, and then this and this, and then this and this. And I'm like, just you, it's not selfish to just share your thoughts, your opinions, Mm -hmm. your little nugget. It doesn't all have to have this huge grand cultural application and you don't have to justify it. (laughs) Yeah. Man. Oh yeah. You don't know. The justification is nobody else is justifying anything they do. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Have you looked around? (laughs) Yeah. So Angela called me last week and we were talking about cows and cows producing methane when they fart or when they belch, which also, by the way, when you feed a cow, what cows naturally eat, which is grass, 
they fart very little for the record. Okay. Now she was talking about a she company raging about. in France, <laughs> seriously discussing putting diapers and masks on their, <laughs> on their cows, Dannon on their cows to help what muffle the sound as they do the exact same thing. I don't know. Okay. I guess like, I guess that's are they some sort of like inflatable methane diaper? What? I don't. Can you okay. imagine? So my, I comforted Angela by saying, Angela, that's stupid. <laughs> and it can't, even if they do it, it's not going to work because it's stupid. It's actually like, it's just counter common sense. Do you know what I mean? And yes. I think sometimes even that gives us this like, hey, all right, let's just common sense here. Right. Mm -hmm. I think parents can really miss the boat with this, with even like things like disciplining their children, right? Mm -hmm. Are they expressing themselves? Are they trying to do this? I'm like, just common sense, your kid's being a jerk and maybe let's deal with it, yeah, you know? Right. Or I'll, I'll put it in my, take that back, scratch, my kid's being a jerk. Yeah. My kid's being a jerk. I'm going to deal with it. Yeah. I'm being a jerk. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna remove myself mm -hmm. <laughs> from the situation, or I'm going to apologize. Like just this common sense approach to homemaking, whatever. Why can't we just be content with like the ordinary means of that? I don't know. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still hung up on cow diapers. That's a really <laughs> disturbing article. <laughs> it's unsustainable. It is unsustainable. Have you it's ever tried to like rig something onto your cow? I did it onto one of our dogs one time because I'd never had a female dog before. And I didn't mm -hmm. realize that when they're in a heat, there's like a piece that goes with that. And so I, yeah, I tried to Jimmy rig a diaper up for her. We tried to do that with Fern because the last calf a couple of years ago just like had one teat that she just was too lazy to go after. And mm -hmm. so we tried to like cover every single one, but that oh one, gosh. what a disaster. <laughs> How did you do that? I don't remember. Oh my, it was, it was very MacGyvered. It didn't mm -hmm. work. Was there duct tape involved? Yes. A significant amount. <laughs> I imagine. Uh, you yeah, get, no, you, stuff like that doesn't work usually. No, but you're pretty desperate at that point because you got this one teat that's just sure. got to be attended to. Yeah. I think, honestly, that's probably a big piece of it is people are, they're, you're desperate, right? Yeah. And so if somebody's offering you a solution on diet or somebody is offering us you a solution on a cleaning system or a, mm -hmm. a meal planning thing or a discipline thing, like, when you're desperate, you'll you're looking for a solution. You're looking for somebody to say, "Here's exactly what you need to do to get out of this." Yeah, but there's nuance. There's usually not an exact. You, we can glean from each other. We can learn and pull bits and pieces. But I just like. I think I've figured out that there's very few times where you can just follow something like, like, you know, it's like I said a few weeks ago, Oh, you just, mm -hmm. I don't believe that you, everyone's got their own way. Mm -hmm. And I think very, 
there's very few things where you can just follow something like that, 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 get those exact Google image results mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm thinking about kind of an encouragement that we can leave homemakers with because we're going to be gone for two weeks while we are on our between season break. And, you know, I think this idea of like embracing that particular flavor of yourself. I mean, like, it's just so easy to look this way and look that way. And, and all those, there can be really good things on either side, you know, of, right. And I don't mean left, right. I just mean like, as you're looking around (laughs) and you're looking, I just mean there, there's good things out there for you to take in and, and learn and apply, but Mm -hmm. chances are you probably have it down. (laughs) Yeah. You I'm trying to think of some flavor, other things you that got like your own style. Chances are, I don't know. And also, okay, my photography mentor always says, "You're only what you show." People don't know what you don't show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so years ago, you sent me that guy on YouTube who lives in that posh like Manhattan apartment. He did like chalkboard signs for a living. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. I can't um, think of what his name is. R- Rahid, Rashid. Rahid, he's getting pretty popular now. Right? Oh, he he's is like his own. Yeah. Okay. So he does this video on linens or whatever it was. And he talked mm-hmm. about taking bars of soap and putting them between sets of sheets in his linen cupboard because it's really subtle but it kind of gives the linens this just like beautiful, soapy, fresh, clean fragrance. Okay. And I have been doing that ever since I watched that video. I mm-hmm. love that tip. I have bars of soap hidden <laughs> all kinds of places. Okay. Because they just give things a really nice smell. And mm-hmm. how often do you open up? Like I have an old linen cupboard. It's old. And so when I open up, it can smell dank, a it little can, danky. Well, and it can, like mine, I'm in all wooden cabinets. So the linens can take on that like tannin smell mm-hmm. of the wood right. sort of, right. and they don't smell good. Exactly. Yeah. And, so and, this a, and usually like, like a sachet yeah. is not strong enough. Yeah. 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 So like this quick little tip that I took in, like it brings me a lot of pleasure to buy beautiful soaps and to tuck them in. Mm-hmm. And I try to buy ones in pretty packaging and, you know, so that when you discover it, Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? Okay. My point is like that little tidbit, it enhanced the pleasure of me being a homemaker of my linen cupboard, a small little thing, but a pleasure mm-hmm. nonetheless. However, if I wouldn't have ever watched that, I would have never known that that was a thing. Right. So I wouldn't have known what I was missing. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have known what wasn't shown. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. But why? So, I mean, like, well, my point? point is just like you were saying, you you can you can certainly pull good things out of places. Mm-hmm. But if looking to the left and the right, or watching these things, or taking these, if that's just too much, then just don't do it, and you'll mm-hmm. never even know what you're missing out on. Right. So, like, I went through a thing. This was a couple years ago. I wasn't on Facebook for like eight months. I had just had it pulled the plug. And the first couple of days, it was like, what's going on? 
who had a baby, who's pregnant, who do like, what's going on. And then after like a month, I was just like, you don't know. <laughs> you just don't know what you're missing out on. And like, that's okay yeah. because you don't see it. If you just decide to put your blinders on, you don't see it. And so there's no, there's really not like this FOMO because it's just not there. I just think it's important to remember that like as homemakers, yes, there are good little tidbits like putting soap in between your sheets or, or laundry systems or the things we talk about on this show. Um, but I would never want anybody listening or I would never want to hear of somebody trying to attend tend to their home and um, just feeling like less than like they always needed to be learning the next new trick or the next new whatever. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a pretty basic job. And yes, you can get better at it. And I think sometimes when you're looking for all like these new things, it sort of takes away from what you've already become good at. Or it it takes away from something that maybe you've started to become good at and you're just trying to learn like something else, you know, like, yeah. Don't you think like, it almost like it keeps you in this state of there's the piece of it where it's like, yeah, let's stay in the state of learning and always right. getting better. But like, we don't want to stay a beginner for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. And when you, is that kind of what you're saying? Like when you, when you do that, you're kind of always forcing yourself into that like frantic beginner stage of things. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, I think the, I think the bottom line and it kind of just when you kind of boil down so much of what we talk about on the show, because we're always kind of dissing social media when you and I are on social media, it's balance, like balance uh -huh. comes into everything when you just boil everything down. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Really good things out there to learn and apply, but a yep. balance, it's yeah. I actually found a really good new way to post to social media because now Instagram lets you do it from a desktop. Okay. So um, there's not the, there's just not the scrolling aspect of it, you know, where I can share something. Mm -hmm. um, and there's methods. Yeah. There's methods to find that balance. Yeah. And everybody's going to be different. Like I don't use Facebook. Um I'm sure people are like, but I see you on Facebook. It's auto it's automated. I don't even I don't even know my password. I don't know how to log <laughs> into Facebook. Um and I allow myself once a day just go on Instagram and clip through. Yep. See what's I up. I do I do really enjoy reels. They make me laugh. That's why I share them with you because they kill me, you know? Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's a balance and it's a finding of your flavor. And it's an enjoyment of the tasks that are at hand. It's an enjoyment of being needed and mm -hmm. your work is valued. Even if you don't feel like the people in your home value it, we're telling you that we do. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Um, so I want to come, I want to like, okay. I want to rein this in a little bit though, because you said, I want to leave the audience with something for the next. Oh week. yes. Sorry. So we kind of okay. got a little. Sorry split ends there. Um, what I would love to leave the audience with is this supportive idea of you are the homemaker, whether you're in an apartment, whether you live alone, whether mm -hmm. you live with your parents, 
whatever, whatever scenario you're in, even if you're just renting a room, well, you are the homemaker of that room. You are cultivating a home, a place of comfort and of rest and of nourishment and of peace. And that is your job. And now you get to do the exciting part of the job, which is to find your flavor of that and not feel the need to justify that to anyone. Mm-hmm. So if you want to listen to whatever music, because that's what you like to listen to when you iron, or if you don't want to iron at all, <laughs> right? <laughs> what about it? Right. Like I would never want there to be a bunch of cookie cutter versions of Shay and Angela. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this is how they say how to be a homemaker. No, thank you. Please don't do that. (laughs) Like that would make the world so so dull and Mm -hmm. so uncolorful, right? So there's there's finding your flavor, and then you know which is where we're looking side to side, right? But maybe over the next couple of weeks, sit back and contemplate your flavor. What do you already have going on? What is my flavor? My flavor is this type of coffee before seven and then I read a little bit and then this is the music. Okay. She's delivering. Can we wrap up? Okay. Ladies. screaming downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go. We'll see you back here for season 17 in two weeks. All right. uh, Pay attention on Patreon because we're going to drop the fangirl link. So sign up for that and I'll tell you what sort of baby we have here. Gotta go. All right. Love ya. Bye. (laughs) 